Sam, which best-selling author helped create the video game franchise Rainbow Six? Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy is a correct answer. Lauren, name the literary work that contains the following people. Tybalt, Benvolio, and Mercutio. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet is a correct answer. Ryan, Wimbledon 2017 was won by the 14th seed, Garbine Muguruza, who was surprisingly de- who surprisingly defeated whom in the final? Djokovic. I'm sorry, it was Venus Williams. Leah, what deadly disaster occurred in Man- in Manchester Township, New Jersey on May 6, 1937? The Hindenburg. That is correct. Sam, commonly used as seating in restaurants, banquettes, or what type of furniture? Uh, benches. Padded benches is correct. Lauren, who was Clint Eastwood campaigning for when he chatted with an empty chair at the 2012 Republican National Convention? John McCain. I'm sorry, it was Mitt Romney. Ryan, the classic game show Press Your Luck features an array of greedy animated gremlins known as what? Why can't I think of it? <laughs> I'm sorry, your time is up. The answer is whammies. Leah, both Catherine Ross and Nicole Kidman have played Joanna Eberhardt, the main character from what novel? The Stepford Wives. Stepford Wives is a correct answer. Sam, in 2011, TheOnion.com joked that what cereal was now being sold with, quote, 15% less leprechaun meat? <laughs> Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms is a correct answer. Lauren, what is the singular form of the word criteria? Criterion? Criterion is a correct answer. Ryan, the airport in which city is named after jazz pioneer Louis Armstrong? New Orleans. New Orleans is a correct answer. Leah, in 2009, Barack Obama completed his much-hyped first 100 days in office on the 29th of what month? Uh, April. April is a correct answer. Sam, which Home Secretary stepped into the void to become Prime Minister of the UK after David Cameron resigned in 2016? Uh, uh, Boris Johnson. I'm sorry, the answer is Theresa May. Lauren, in the Schoolhouse Rock cartoon Conjunction Junction, individual words are portrayed on what? A train. Train cars is correct. Ryan, introduced in the 1950s, the ad slogan, it takes a licking and keeps on ticking, was used to sell what product? Uh, a watch. Watches is correct. Leah, what late NBA star is named after an expensive type of beef? Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is a correct answer. Sam, which city claimed the victory in the first baseball World Series in 1903? Uh, Boston. Boston is a correct answer. Lauren, on Home Depot's website, islands are items marked for what room of the house? Kitchen. Kitchen is a correct answer. Ryan, famed science fiction author Isaac Asimov was a professor of which subject at Boston University? Physics. I'm sorry, the answer was biochemistry. And Leah, which 1888 photography company's slogan was, you press the button, we do the rest, promoting an early version of a point-and-shoot camera? Eastman? I'm sorry, the answer is Kodak. Ah. And at the end of the hot seat, Sam, you have 400 points, Lauren, you have 400 points, Ryan, you have 200 points, and Leah, you have 400 points. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. First was the hot seat round. 
Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's frenemy champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Tim, and joining me is my co-host and best frenemy, the Gimli to my Legolas, Brittany Shaw. Brittany, how you doing and what you drinking today? Is that a short joke, Tim, right off the bat? (laughs) Uh, No, I am doing pretty well. Looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to this recording, and, uh, you know, just what dreams may come and other stuff i don't know why i'm quoting shakespeare at you that's just the week it's been uh i finally got my add meds back this week after being off of them for a month so i'm very excited to have a semblance of focus tonight um so to negate that i am drinking uh my last admiral ack beer it's a trappist from imperial oak brewing company here in beautiful chicago land illinois so how do I do this? I've only done how many episodes of this at this point? 15? Hey, there we go. I know how to open a beer on a mic. I don't know. Um, How are you doing, Tim? I am doing very well. As you mentioned, it is the weekend. In fact, it's Labor Day weekend. So that means we have an extra long weekend. Um, I have my brand new Lego Phantom and Ghost set from Star Wars that I'm really excited about. Uh. I have my Shark Party Mixed Berry Sour from uh, Crooked Hammock Brewing in Myrtle Beach. Sour. Nice. Good pop. And I am excited to get going on this trivia. I'm really excited about the team that we've brought in today. Um, So little peek behind the curtain. Uh, I play an online quiz league and... My team is a whole lot of fun, and we love playing fun teams. And one of the most fun teams we've played is, I think you you guys go by the Quiznos Sponge Monkeys? Spung Monkeys, actually. Spung Monkeys, yeah. (laughs) We we had to look it up. The creator, that's how the creator says to say it. Uh, Spung Monkeys, like the ones that go, we love the Quiznos. Yep. Love those guys. (laughs) The Quiznos Spung Monkeys. Uh, So we invited the four players from that team onto the show. And our first guest from Los Gatos, California, is Sam Stapleton. Sam, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Oh, I am. I'm doing great. It's a Friday and I'm uh, having a good time. Uh, I am drinking a small batch whiskey that is apparently 
aged at sea. Um, and I've got it in my I drink and I know things cup, which is uh, appropriate for tonight. Um, my frenemy. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Ken Jennings. <laughs> that's a good frenemy to have. I mean, I, I approve <laughs> that. I love it because that, um, so, uh, when I posted a picture with Ken Jennings, my mom was like, you know, if people don't know what, what, who he is, they're going to think that's your new boyfriend. So <laughs> now we have this running joke that Ken Jennings is my boyfriend. Um, so I'll, I'll tell him, you know, next time I see him. <laughs> yeah. He giveth and he taketh away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we are glad to have you here. Uh, we are equally glad to welcome from Columbus, Ohio, Lauren Manton. Lauren, how you doing? What you drinking? And what, who would you consider your frenemy? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to do this. this is, I've never done a podcast before, so exciting. Um, I don't drink beer, but I'm having some Crown Royal Peach mixed with lemonade. That's what I'm drinking. Um and I sounds say... like it would actually work. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I guess I would say my friend of me is probably my husband, Ryan, who is also the next person to talk. I would say friend of me and spouse are pretty close synonyms. I I I would agree. Um speaking of that husband let's meet him uh also in columbus ohio and somewhere else in the house i presume uh ryan manton ryan same questions to you how you doing what you drinking and who would you consider your friend of me i'm great uh, yeah i'm sequestered down in the basement she gets to be up on the top floor uh i am drinking a pog passion fruit orange and guava wheat beer from endeavor brewing in columbus ohio how'd that sound Nice can open. It's like you've done this before. I'm a, prof I'm a professional. All right. Uh, my friend of me is, yeah, I I'm married to her. Um, she she is considerably smarter than me, so any, any little leverage I can get over her, it's, it's great and trivia. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's always the, the fun part is to compete against your friend of me, right? Especially Absolutely. when you love that person. Mm-hmm. Our final competitor from Alameda, California, is Leah Friedman. Leah, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your friend of me? Um, I am doing okay. It has been a it's been a week. Um, but every week is a week, so whatever. Um, I am drinking Soda Stream uh, sparkling water that I made myself with the help of the machine. Um, but I am not sober. So there we go. Um, and my friend of me is probably, this is like a little out of left field, but thinking about it, I feel like my friend of me's are like half a dozen weirdos that I follow obsessively online. And, um, it's very unilateral. Like they're my friend and my enemy and I would be mortified if they ever discovered me, but Yeah. You have to love that parasocial frenemyship. Um, yeah, uh, there was something I was going to say, and I totally lost track of it. Uh, oh, no, it's not completely out of left field. On the episode that dropped today, we had the obvious frenemy call out of the Hamburglar. 
Uh, <laughs> so you can't get much more out of left field than that. Uh, Unless you're Grimace. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but we're going to jump into the team round. Today's matchup is going to be Ryan and Lauren, and they're going to start with 1,600 points. Ryan and Lauren, what did you choose for your team name? We're the we're the Chili Dogs. Um, that's just one of the trivia team names that we use, and it's from Jack and Diane, and there's a version that someone covered, I'll say, quote-unquote, where they just say, sucking on chili dogs over and over again so that's the origin story of that i was gonna ask if that's why you were called chili dogs but i didn't want you to think i was weird so (laughs) (laughs) tam don't give me that look (laughs) (laughs) looks are great for an audio podcast but team chili dogs are going to take on the team of sam and leah who are going to start with 1800 points and sam and leah what team name have you chosen for yourselves um, or Quiz Khalifa. Um, it is honestly my favorite team name ever. I use it every chance I can. Um, yeah. So I just made Sam agree to it. <laughs> <laughs> Along for the ride. All right. So the team is, go- the, the game is going to be quiz khalifa against the chili dogs and we are going to get started our first three categories for the evening are going to be pass the puck which is a sports question yeah i can break a 20 which is a history question and three times the fun which is a religion and mythology question go ahead and send Brittany your wagers okay Tim, I have both teams' wagers. Okay, so let's dive in on this first question. In the category of pass the puck, a sports question. The California Golden Seals moved to Cleveland to become the Cleveland Barons in 1976. Just two years later, the Barons merged with what Minnesota team that moved to Dallas in 93? We're locked in. The Chili Dogs are locked in, so Quiz Khalifa could talk it out. Um, so I know Dallas is the stars. Um, did they have a team name change, um, between Minnesota and, uh, Dallas? Uh, yeah. So when they moved, when they were in Minnesota, they were the Minnesota North stars and they moved because they were not North anymore. They became the Dallas stars. So it should be, I think the answer to the question is the Minnesota North stars. Yeah, I vaguely remember this from, uh, what's it called? The Mighty Ducks. That took place in Minnesota, Minneapolis. And they were really into the stars, the North Stars. So do do we want to lock in Minnesota North Stars? Is that how we do this? Oh, yeah. All right, so Quiz Khalifa is going to lock in with the Minnesota North Stars. Chili Dogs, what did you say? We said the North Stars. All right. And both teams are of, sorry. And Chili Dogs, what did you wager on yourselves and your opponents here? Normally we're terrible at hockey trivia. So we said 100 for ourselves. Uh, and we knew we knew Sam was pretty knowledgeable with, with hockey and sports in general. So we put 200 on them. Okay. And Quiz Khalifa, what did you wager here? Uh, we 
gave them a hundred uh, because we thought they'd actually know some sports trivia, and which they did, and we gave ourselves two hundred. Okay. Uh, well, both teams are getting this one correct. This is the Minnesota North Stars. I actually didn't realize, even living in Cleveland, that the Cleveland Barons were such a short-lived franchise. Oh, yeah. uh, but it was only two years before they merged with the Minnesota North Stars and moved to Dallas mm, 25 years later. Was it like Baron, like B-A-R-O-N, or like yes. Barons, like the Pine Barons? Uh, it was Barons, okay. as in the plural of the first one. Why? Well, considering this category was initially called past the I'm presuming ball until team t- or until Tim told me these were hockey teams, uh, y'all both knew way more than I did. <laughs> so, uh, but I know the score change on on that one. Quiz Khalifa, you picked up a hundred points. Chili Dogs, you lost a hundred, but it is still very much anyone's game. I mean, we're only on question one, so we still have plenty of time. (laughs) Uh, Question two is in the category of, yeah, I can break a 20, a history question. Gregory Watson, a sophomore at the University of Texas, is responsible for the passage of what legal modification, the most recent such passage in the United States? We're locked in. And that was the Chili Dogs? The chili dogs are locked in. Quiz Khalifa, go ahead and talk it out. Um, sure, we can. Um, so right off the bat, Sam had an idea. Voting age. Yeah, I was. I was thought of a student trying to make some legal modification, then was trying to remember what the category was, and it was I can break a twenty. Um, and initially, I was thinking when I heard the clue at first, I was like, oh, maybe this is something to do with currency. And then as soon as I heard a student and legal modification, I did something different. Um, so I think we were thinking maybe legal voting age. And then I think Leah suggested it could be a legal drinking age. <laughs> um, well, okay. So one was moved from 18 to 21 and the other one was moved from 21 to 18. Um, I don't know whether those happen simultaneously or what, but then Sam very smartly pointed out that a student likely would not want to raise the drinking age um so we locked in uh age to vote in federal elections okay so the uh, okay so quiz khalifa locks it with age to vote in federal elections chili dogs what did you say all right for this one first we thought along the same lines of some sort of constitutional amendment, but the most recent one, I don't think a student would have anything to do with that. So looking at the category, though, when it said I can break a 20, we were like, well, Andrew Jackson is on the $20 bill. Maybe this student was the person who spearheaded changing it to Harriet Tubman. So our answer is changing the person on the $20 bill. Okay. And uh, Quiz Khalifa, what did you wager on this one? Um, I think we decided we were really good at history, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I think we said 300. And Chili Dogs, what did you wager? For ourselves, we did 200. And, and and I think 
for uh, us, we gave the chili dogs 200. And we thought that they would be good at history, so we only did 100 for them. Okay, so I feel a little bad. Uh, both teams apparently were in the right ballpark originally. Uh, so basically the story goes is that Gregory Watson, uh, he wrote a paper about uh, constitutional amendments or something like this, and his his teacher at uh, the University of Texas basically said his paper wasn't interesting enough. So he decided, okay, bet. And he found out that there has been an amendment that was uh, proposed back around the time the original amendments were passed. And it, for whatever reason, was still technically viable for passage. So he set off to pass this amendment just to make his paper more interesting. And that is the 27th Amendment, which is uh, basically Congress can't pass laws to raise their own wages. It takes effect on the next cycle. Uh, so yes, it's super boring and not interesting to a sophomore at the University of Texas, except that it holds the record for the longest time between proposal and passage in the U.S., I literally said, I don't think it's a constitutional amendment. <laughs> uh, and yeah. the, the the break of 20 uh, probably threw a lot of people off. Yeah, that was simply <laughs> change. Uh, you know, breaking a 20 is change. Constitutional amendment is change. That type of thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about you guys. First thing I wrote to Lauren was 27th Amendment. No, I don't, I don't think he could be responsible for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't apply to him, but it's a fascinating story, so. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had remembered the whole Harriet Tubman, Andrew Jackson thing, because I would have said I could break a hundred or a 50 or something because um, <laughs> would have had the same effect without the uh, misdirect there, but uh, neither team picking that one up and both teams only losing a hundred off of that based on good strategy with their opponents. Okay, well, our final question in section one is in the category of three times the fun, a religion and mythology question. What legendary creature, common particularly among the tribes of the Pacific Northwest, but also prevalent in other First Nations cultures, is known for controlling the upper world? Pokemon fans may know that Zapdos was based on this folklore, while the name will be familiar to car aficionados. We'll make them say it again because we're locked in. All right. Uh, chili dogs are locked in. So Quiz Khalifa, go ahead and talk it out again. Uh, okay. We can talk it out. I will again. I will read you. <laughs> I will read you the uh, text that I said to Leah, which was, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> and I said, LMAO. <laughs> and that is the extent of our talking it out. <laughs> Um, so, all right. Well, well we might like as well, we'll just, just talk it out. Ourselves. If they're already locked in, we might as well just talk it out. Um, so maybe let's figure out what we think they know. I, I don't know. They must know Pokemon or cars. Uh, yeah. Zapdos is based Legendary on this folklore. creature. Well, there's, where's the Yeti? Yeti is Himalayas. The Pacific Sasquatch. Northwest is Sasquatch. 
but I don't think he controls the upper world. I also wouldn't know a Sasquatch for a car either. Now all I can think of is SaaS, the business I'm in, software as a service. Hmm. Um, what's a car that maybe starts with SaaS or Quatch? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Christ, I don't know. Um, there's got to be something else. I don't know anything about Pokemon, so that doesn't help at all. Because I'm not a nerd. Um, I should we just lock in a random answer? That's fine. Let's just. I don't think we're gonna get. Well, uh, um, Hyundai Sonata. Locked in. <laughs> So Quiz Khalifa is locking in with Hyundai Sonata. Uh, you don't know that well, they well, don't control wait, wait, the, let's, the let's upper do, world. Let's do Sasquatch. I mean, Sasquatch I mean, I wrote the like question, it. so I do know. I mean, but you don't actually know. Like in real life, they could do that, no, and you're that, just going off of mythology. That's fair. Um, chili dogs. What did you lock in with? Well, I knew it from both parts. It's not just because I like the Pokemans. Uh, we went with Thunderbird. Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, and <laughs> chili dogs, what did you wager on yourselves and your opponents here? Let me scroll up here. Uh, we had the 300 for ourselves and also the 300 for them. And what about Quiz Khalifa? We had 100 for ourselves because we knew we were bad at this. And for them... 300. Okay. Uh, so, yes, uh, not mentioned in here is a certain um, wizarding American house uh, for the American school is named for this as well. Uh, but Zapdos and the Ford Thunderbird, uh, they're both based on the Thunderbird lore of the Pacific Northwest. And the clue on this one is we'll have fun, fun, fun until our daddy takes the T-bird away. Three times the fun. Oh, I didn't even look at that. Great. <laughs> Wait, I'm uh, still confused. Where's all the fun? Um, oh, it's in the category. It's in the category yeah. clue. I, it never even occurred to me to look at that. It, it's, it's the experiences with friends, right? All the fun? This was fun. This was fun. We haven't briefed you on this uh, like we do other teams, but by the end of this episode, Brittany and I will be your frenemies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Me for my puns, Tim for his shoulders. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, Brittany, where are we at with the scores here? Uh, that's a great question, Tim. Uh, and I have an answer. We had quite the swing on that last question with Team Chili Dogs picking it up, but Team Quiz Khalifa missing it. Chili Dogs, you picked up 600 points on that one, where Quiz Khalifa lost 400. So as we leave section one, Quiz Khalifa has 1,400 points, and Chili Dogs have 2,000. I still believe. Oh, um, we have seen some very wild things happen in this game, so we try not to make predictions as to what's going to happen ever anymore. Especially so. after section one. Yes. Our categories for section two are Watch Me Whip, which is a television question, 
Watch Me Nay Nay, which is a sports question, and Watch Me Watch Me, which is a science question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. Tim, I have both teams' wagers. Okay, well, our first question is in the category of Watch Me Whip, a television question. Corey Carrier and Sean Patrick Flannery played the title role in which companion TV series that aired from 1992 to 1993? Carrier left the show after five episodes, and Flannery, who was significantly older, would join in episode six and play play the role until the end of the second season and the subsequent made-for-TV films. Both versions of the character had an episode with T.E. Lawrence, and each had his own encounters with other historical figures throughout the show. We're locked in. Quiz Khalifa is locked in, so Chili Dogs, go ahead and talk your answer out. I've got no clue. You got anything? Um... And so the clues are telling me it's some spin-off potentially. There's a title character, some sort of historical fiction if they're meeting T. E. Lawrence. Yeah. So I was I was thinking like Quantum Leap or something, but I don't that, that doesn't have any spin-offs or anything, right? Not to my if it does and it you have to know you like, have to know the title character. Do a title character <laughs> unless, you know, Young Al, some sort of type of Quantum Leap spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know there's the remake now, but or the continuation, I don't know. Um, hmm. I mean, it's just, the show was only on for a season, right? So, yeah. so I, I don't know that I will have ever even heard of it. Yeah, um, you want to go with Young Al? <laughs> young Al? No, I don't want to go with Young Al. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sunday Sonata, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to come up with anything better. Um, an insane. Oh, so it says it has two seasons, and it had made-for-TV movies. Which yeah. I, I feel like so many TV shows have had a lot of made-for-TV movies, though. So I don't know if that's helpful. Um, I'm waiting for this to just be so normal. Yeah, I feel like we'll maybe have heard of it, but um, I don't know that it's going to come to either of us. <laughs> so, young Al. Young Al. <laughs> so you're going to lock that in? Yeah, we are. That's right. right. Chili Dogs lock in you. with Young Al. Uh, Quiz Khalifa, what did you lock in with here? Young Indiana Jones. All right. Uh, and Quiz Khalifa, what did you wager on the, on yourselves and your opponents? Uh, I believe we gave ourselves 300 points and we wagered on our opponents 300 points. And Chili Dogs, what did you wager here? We were far too confident on TV, so we wagered 300 for ourselves and 100 for them. Okay. Uh, well, as... Leah so succinctly said this is the young Indiana Jones Chronicles or the adventures of young Indiana Jones um, hence the watch me whip clue that's how we got there <laughs> and I didn't even 
thing to look. They need to start looking at that. I mean, even if we had said that, I'll be honest. My my first thought that I did not write down was wishbone, and then I was like, (laughs) wishbone is a dog, (laughs) and these are people. (laughs) I do have a wishbone question in my back catalog, but it's too like blunt. So I like it's just what type of dog was wishbone? Uh, Jack Russell Terrier, right? Uh, The best dog. Speaking of shows they should remake, uh, they should definitely do a Wishbone reboot. Uh, But this was, yes, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles or the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Um, Sean Patrick Flannery, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he one of the two guys from, uh, isn't he the non-Daryl Dixon guy from uh, Boondock Saints? Yes. So he played Young Indiana Jones. Yeah. uh, back in the 90s yeah aged 16 to 21 and Corey carrier played indy when he was like 8 to 10 was the age of the character so can't imagine why they would want to age him up for that one (laughs) and then uh harrison ford actually appeared in several episodes like at the bookend like sort of introduced like basically these were all flashback stories so uh but Quiz Khalifa got that one right, and Chili Dogs did not. And so with another 1,000-point swing, uh, Quiz Khalifa's picking up 600, and Chili Dogs are losing 400. So wait, are we even now? I think we're uh, ahead you now. Are, you, uh, yes, we have a lead change. Ah, so. <laughs> Our second question in Section 2 in the category of Watch Me Nay Nay, a sports question. Run each August at Woodbine Racetrack, the King's Plate, formerly known as the Queen's Plate, kicks off which country's Triple Crown? The main difference between this race and its notable counterpart is that while both races are the same distance for all three legs, the competitor the competitors are saddled with running on three different surfaces because of horse they are. Brittany. Of course they are. Did you not read this one i did but i think i missed a couple of the puns the first time so again what the fuck we're locked in chili dogs are locked in so quiz khalifa go ahead and talk out your thoughts well immediately thinking it's got to be some kind of either the uk or a commonwealth country because of the switch from the queen's plate to the king's plate because when queen elizabeth passed then that would be that would make sense so we mostly are going back and forth of is the uk too obvious um is it another commonwealth country like australia new zealand canada something like that um so and then i went on a tangent about the nene bird until i saw that it actually sam pointed out it was spelled n-e-a-n-e-i-g-h so <laughs> Turns out it was irrelevant anyway. Um. <laughs> um, so we're probably going to end up just randomly picking one of the Commonwealth countries and hoping that it's right. Um, so, I don't know. Australia? Should we go with Australia? All right, Australia, sure. lock it in. All right, Quiz Khalifa locks in Australia. Chili Dogs, what were your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, we had the same line of thinking as they did Uh but we noticed you said that it has a counterpart. So we thought maybe you were talking about like 
the Epsom Derby versus the Kentucky Derby. So we just tried not to overthink it. And we just said UK. Chili dogs lock in with the UK. Uh, what did you guys wager on yourselves and your opponents here? So we wagered 300 or this is the second question. We wagered 100 on ourselves and 200 on them. And what about Quiz Khalifa? Uh, we wagered 200 on ourselves and 200 on them. Okay. Uh, so you guys both locked in on the fact that, you know, the switch from the Queens to the Kings plate. Um, the right answer was said. Uh, this is Canada. Uh, yeah, I, I think we we both probably said it at some point. Yeah. Well, um, and I also said it could be around the time of the Calgary Stampede. I don't know when the Calgary Stampede is. And then Sam was like, no, that's a rodeo. And I was like, but it's still horses. So... Um, (laughs) according to my co-host here, the UK does have a race like this, uh, but the track lengths are different and, (laughs) uh, the Canadian and the American triple crown line up the same distance, leg for leg. Uh, so unfortunately, neither team is getting this one. Correct. Uh, what did that do to the scores there, Brittany? Uh, Tim, what that did to the scores was some interesting stuff. Um, Quiz Khalifa, you pushed your points with a smart wager on your opponents there. Chili Dogs, you picked up 100 points because you did correctly uh, wager on your opponent missing the question. So they both got it wrong, but one of them got points because that's something that happens here at Frenemy Trivia. And uh, thank you to Rowan Ward for teaching me about the Canadian Triple Crown recently. So, Of course it has to be someone really smart and in the northern half of the country. Who knows a lot about horse races. We love Rowan here. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. So, yeah. Our final question in section two is in the category of watch me, watch me, a science question. Using it in a brightly lit room allows me to use it normally, while using it in a connected, dimly lit room allows you to look through it as though it's transparent. What is this innovation created by thinly coating glass with a layer of metal, allowing light to equally pass through both sides? Not that you could prevent that, since it would violate the second law of thermodynamics. We're locked in. Quiz Khalifa is locked in. Chili dogs, go ahead and talk it out. Yeah, so just just reading through it, uh, I think I think we've got an answer where, it, I mean, police stations are where you use this mostly of, you can be on one side in a dimly lit room, you can see through it. The other side, it just looks like a mirror, specifically a, it's a two-way mirror is what we're going to say. Okay, so Chili Dogs lock it with two-way mirror. What about Quiz Khalifa? That's exactly what we said. We just said that's reading the clue that's the only thing that comes to mind and makes sense and so that's what we go with all right both teams lock in with two-way mirror uh quiz khalifa what did you wager here uh we wagered a hundred all we we wagered the exact same numbers for the whole round like for us and them and what about chili dogs what did you wager here Uh, 200 for us and 300 for them okay uh well both of these are basically um, the, the so it, it has two names, I guess. Uh, it's a one-way mirror or a two-way mirror. Uh, it's it's basically called 
the the same thing. So uh, both teams are getting credit on this one. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to add on this. No flavor text. Well, I have flavor text that I'll give. Uh, I hate that it's called both a one-way and a two-way mirror because <laughs> it should be one or the other. It's like you can't be both things, but you can use one to watch me watch my watch me in my own reflection. So uh, both teams getting that one right. Quiz Khalifa, you pushed your points. Chili Dogs, you actually lost 100 points. Uh, so as we end Section 2, we had a, have a lead change from the end of Section 1. Quiz Khalifa now leads 2,000 to 1,600. And we head to Section 3, where our categories today are Okay, But Where Did I Lose You?, which is a movies and music question. You'd think she'd have a water dog, which is a literature question. And I wonder who Ben Stiller would see there, which is a science question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. And Tim, I have wagers from both teams. Okay, so we jump into section three. Our first question is, okay, but where did I lose you? Which is a movies and music question. A quote from a 1996 film, which sits at number 52 on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Quotes list, inspired a hit country song in 1999. The actress who delivered the line and the singer who wrote the song would meet and get married in 2005, only to have the marriage annulled after four months. Now just shut up and give both the actress and the singer. Chili dogs are locked in. All right, the chili dogs are locked in. Quiz Khalifa, go ahead and talk out your thoughts. So we're pretty confident in the actress because we got the uh, Leah came up with the the link to the movie quote, which was uh, based on the shut up part, which is you had me at hello. Uh, and so Renee Zellweger from Jerry Maguire. But we are trying to we did not even get a chance to discuss who the country music singer might be. So that's where we are at the moment. Um, yeah, we're both Northern California non-country music listeners. Um, and the only name I could think of right now is Trace Atkins. Adkins? I don't even know. Like, is that... That's a person. That's, I think, right? <laughs> that is a country singer and a person. I don't know that it's him. Uh, it could be. I don't know. That's as good a guess as any. Uh, I my first thought was Keith Urban, but that's he's married to Nicole Kidman. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think they were ever married. I don't yeah, know. that would have been awkward on Cold Mountain when they were both filming <laughs> together. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think about who I, I'm not. I don't know who Renee Zellweger married. Um, um, the names: Trace Adkins, Kenny Chesney. Wouldn't be Tim McGraw. He's married to Faith Hill. Wasn't he also in Cold Mountain? Tim McGraw? Yeah. Maybe I, not. I don't know. I just, all I see is Lauren with this giant shit eating grin on her face, and I'm trying to figure yeah. out what the. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Christ. Um, I, like, honestly, if you just threw a name out there, or even if we just went with Tom DeSonata again, whatever. Always a good answer. Well, we can name, I think we can actually come up with a name of at least a country music singer. <laughs> uh, uh, God. I don't know. I don't know. 
Not Billy Ray Cyrus, because no. he already had Miley at that point. Um, Who else should there be? No. Let's Not go with Garth Brooks. Let's go with. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Trace Adkins, but Kenny Chesney seems like that could be an answer. Isn't um, he too old? I don't know. But it also kind of sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Should, should we try that? Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Renee Zellweger. And Renee Zellweger. All right. So Quiz Khalifa locks in with Kenny Chesney and Renee Zellweger. Uh, Chili Dogs, what were your thoughts on this one? All right. So I also immediately knew that it had to be, you had me at hello, Renee Zellweger. And I knew that she was married to Kenny Chesney. (laughs) Oh, my God. So so you locked in with? Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney. So uh, this is kind of one of my favorite, like, uh, kismet uh, trivia facts. Um, So the 1996 film was absolutely Jerry Maguire. The quote was uh, definitely the shut up, just shut up. You you had me yet. Hello. Um, three years later, the song You Had Me From Hello was a number one country song. And in 2000, and at the time, it was completely inspired by the line, but it was not written for this person because they hadn't met. But in January of 2005, Renee Zellweger met Kenny Chesney. They married three months later, and four months after that, it was annulled. Um, so it's just kind of one of those crazy facts of he wrote the song basically about her line, and then they got married. And then they then they got not married. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I did for, I did forget to ask uh, Chili Dogs, what did you wager here? Uh, we, we wagered 300 on ourselves and 100 for them. And what about Quiz Khalifa? The reverse. 300 on our No, the, the same. 300 on ourselves oh, and same. 100 for them. <laughs> okay, so Brittany, what does that do for us? Uh, well, before I say that, Tim, I did want to say that I liked Leah's commentary of, isn't he too old, as if that ever stopped anyone in Hollywood? I think uh, you're <laughs> thinking of Penny Rogers. I, yeah, I probably was. Honestly. I mean, I have no idea what age Kenny Chesney is, so I just believed her. So, um, but both teams got that one right. Both team wagered the same, which means both teams are picking up 200 points. Very smart wagering all around from our teams. Uh, and, and I love the, I don't know, you want to say Kenny Chesney? <laughs> Uh, Trace yeah, Adkins is feeling. yeah. I thought they were gonna go with Trace Adkins. Trace <laughs> Adkins is a country singer. Um, there was about five seconds where I was gonna mm-hmm. say, okay, let's go with Trace Adkins because if I overrule Leah again, uh, <laughs> I'm I might as well just hang up and. <laughs> Tra- Trace Adkins is most known for his song "Honky Tonk Badonkadonk." You know that that classy song. Um, this is the song at my wedding. Yeah. There's also a number of country artists who are married to actors. Brad Paisley's married to an actress. Um, Obviously, we mentioned Keith Urban. And for four months, Kenny Chesney was too. Uh, But that brings us to question two in section three in the category of you'd think she'd have a water dog, which is a literature question. Flush, a biography, is a fictionalized story by Virginia Woolf. 
The story imagines the real the life of a real-life Cocker Spaniel owned by what English poet of the Victorian era who wrote The Battle of Marathon, a poem, and The Cry of the Children? Oh, then we're locked in. Yeah, we are too. Okay, well, Chili Dog's locked in first, so Quiz Khalifa, let's hear what you said. Come on. <laughs> Be a second faster. I- I was unmuting myself. Um, Okay, so I know it was one of the Brownings because I know um, the Battle of Marathon poem because I had to study it. And all I could remember was Browning. Um, And then Sam was like, doesn't doesn't it imply a she in the category name? So then I said, well, then it has to be Elizabeth Barrett Browning. All right, so you're locking in with Elizabeth Barrett Browning? Yes. And... Uh, Chili Dogs, what did you lock in with? Um, we also locked in with Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Okay. Uh, Chili Dogs, what did you wager here? We did 100 for us and 200 for them. And what about Quiz Khalifa? Uh, I believe we did 200 for us and 300 for them. Okay. Uh, so both teams picked up on all of the points here. Uh, this was Elizabeth Barrett Browning. I just thought it was fascinating that Virginia Woolf wrote a fictionalized biography about her dog. Not not her own dog, but Elizabeth Barrett Browning's dog. Um, just total Elizabeth Barrett Browning fanfic, really, is what it is. That's fair. Uh, and yeah, the uh, clue there with you'd think she'd have a water dog is because uh, Elizabeth Barrett Browning is probably best known for her sonnets from the Portuguese. And a Portuguese water dog named Flush just made a lot more sense to me. So. Um, oh, I assumed it was because Virginia Woolf drowned herself. <laughs> that works too. It's multifaceted. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, sorry, that oh, is no, immediately it. what I thought. <laughs> Uh, however, both teams did get this right, but we did run into that fun situation we have here at Frenemy where due to wagering, both teams while getting it right actually lost 100 points because they were overconfident in their opponents being wrong. They thought their opponents were dumber than they were. Uh, we enter the last question in this section. I wonder who Ben Stiller would see there, a science question. A public observatory named for Phoebe Waterman Haas is located on the East Terrace of what East Coast location, which first opened opened its doors in 1976 near L'Enfant Plaza. Locked in. Quiz Khalifa is locked in. So, Chili Dogs, let's hear your thought process here. All right. So, um, Ben Stiller is doing a lot of help here for us because we think it's the Museum of Natural History. Um, I think Lafont Plaza is in DC as well, so that that makes sense. You just want to lock that in. I mean, is that the one from Night at the Museum? Yeah, you're the first I believe, one. I believe so. Okay, so um, we'll lock that in. Museum of Natural History. Yes. All right. So, chili dogs lock in with the Museum of Natural History. Quiz Khalifa, what uh, what were your thoughts here? Um, so the Museum of Natural History is actually in New York, um, but that's okay. Um, 
I have been there. I'm like 93% sure that this is the National Air and Space Museum that's part of the Smithsonian in D.C. All right. And Quiz Khalifa, what did you wager here? Uh, Good question. We did... 100 for us. 100 for us and 200 for them. Yep. And Chili Dogs, what did you wager here? 200 for us, 300 for them. Okay. Uh, So the Public Observatory is part of the National Air and Space Museum, which is in Washington, D.C., and is part of the Smithsonian. Um, So... Yeah, uh, I mean, you have a rocket behind you. Uh. <laughs> we were we were just going so hard on the Ben Stiller part, so you'll have to teach us what that part is. No, so it's uh, from it's, the it's, second movie. Then okay. I have not seen the second one. I'm sorry, <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. But it's also just to get you to thinking about museums specifically. Um, and then obviously, observatory is going to be telescopes looking at space. Although, I'll be honest, I didn't know the National Air and Space Museum was part of the Smithsonian, so I thought this was would have been a fourth sequel for the movie. <laughs> I wondered who he would see there, except he was already there in the second one. So, um, the National Air and Space Museum also has an annex out in Virginia where you can see um, like the Enola Gay. It's a lot of um, aviation stuff. Oh, that's cool. That is awesome. Um but yeah, Quiz Khalifa picked that one up uh, and got 300 points. Chili Dogs missed that one and lost 500 points. So with an 800 point swing, we leave section three and enter our final section with a score of 2,400 to 1,200 in favor of Quiz Khalifa. And our questions for the final round of the section, no matter who, uh, uh, no matter how, whether... And we enter the fourth and final section of the first half. And no matter what the score is, the half will end after these three questions. Uh, the categories in these in this section are more like she got this, am I right? Which is an awards question. What an utter load of bull, which is a comics question. And I've got a secret, which is a math question. So go ahead and give Brittany your wagers. And so, Tim, for the final time this round, I have both sets of wagers. Okay, well, our first question is more like she got this, am I right? Which is an awards question. Who was the first woman to complete the EGOT, as well as holding the record for the longest span between first awards? She won her first of two Oscars for her role in 1932's The Sin of, the Sin of Madeline Claudet, and her Grammy in 1977 for Great American Documents. All right, we're locked in. I'll, all right, the chili, do- the chili dogs are t- locked in, so Quiz Khalifa, go ahead and talk out your thought process. Uh, well, it was short. What's that? I said it was short. Yeah, basically, uh, we saw it, read the clue, and, and then it was like, hey, maybe this is Helen Hayes. Um, and there's a Helen Hayes Theater, and I think she, we think she won a, an Oscar. I think she won two Oscars. Um, well, I mean, it says she won two Oscars. We, we think Helen Hayes won oh. two Oscars. We know the answer won two Oscars. Sorry. <laughs> um, All right, so you're locking in with Helen Hayes? Are we locking in with Helen Hayes, Leah? Yeah, I think that's yeah, our best guess. Yeah. 
All right. Chris Khalifa says Helen Hayes. Chili dogs, talk out your thought process here. Um, so I have I have seen the this movie, The Sin of Madeline Claude. And of I know, course you have. <laughs> and I know that her second Oscar, I think, is for the movie Airport. We answered Helen Hayes. All right. Uh and Chris Khalifa, what did you wager here? Uh three hundred for us and two hundred for them. And what about uh chili dogs? We wagered three hundred for ourselves and one hundred for them. Okay. Uh both teams are getting this one correct. It is Helen Hayes, uh, who actually I think I looked at it um completed her EGOT the same year at an earlier award show as Rita Moreno. So she barely beat Rita Moreno for uh, completing for the first woman to complete the EGOT and second overall. I was thinking Rita Moreno until I saw 1932. That's fair. Um, I, I think both Rita Moreno and Helen Hayes completed in 1977, but Rita Moreno's was later in 77. And great American documents, huh? <laughs> yeah, that thriller. And both teams getting that one right. Both teams picking up points. Quiz Khalifa picks up 100 points, where Chili Dogs pick up 200 points. Going into question two, we have a score of 2,500 to 1,400 for Quiz Khalifa. And question two in the category of what an utter load of bull, a comics question. A 1982 Farside comic by Gary Larson features an animal in front of a barn with a saw and other rudimentary devices on the table in front of him and is captioned with what two-word description? The comic has become a bit of, of a resurgent meme in recent years with the devices being photoshopped into various other pictures. We're locked in. Quiz Khalifa's locked in. Chili Dog, let's hear your thoughts. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I assume these tools in front of him are, I said him, but it's either, we assume it's a cow or a bull. What could, what could the instruments be in front of him? Why, why, what is he remarking on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I feel like I, I have no idea and you're more of the meme person. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Um, Got milk. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, because they're not telling you what the animal is, I have to feel like that has to be useful. Yeah. But I don't, I, I'm very confident that I've never seen this. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly... I have no idea. Hyundai Sonata's two words. No. Um, you said it'll, it'll make perfect sense. I just can't think of anything. Um, something. Okay. Other rudimentary devices on the table in front of him. Um. Okay. Utter load of bull. So okay, we think that it's just telling us that it's a cow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I honestly can't think of a funny pun. <laughs> okay, we're, not, we're not clever enough for this question. Yeah, I don't know that it needs to be a pun. Resurgent. 
Yeah, I don't know. And I feel like that they well, they locked in, so I feel like they know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> locked in to put pressure on us. So you don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. We think it's a cow. Got milk's two words. We don't have anything. I guess. What do you want? Yeah, I guess we'll <laughs> lock in with got milk. All right. So, uh, chili dogs lock in with got milk. Uh, Quiz Khalifa, what were your thoughts on this one? Our thoughts were that we didn't have to talk out loud again, so we came up with two words and locked it in. <laughs> we we have no idea either, but we but Leah came up with payback. Okay, uh, Quiz Khalifa locks it with payback. Uh, Quiz Khalifa, what did you wager here? Uh, one hundred on ourselves and three hundred on them. And what about Chili Dogs? One hundred on us and two hundred on them. So, <laughs> Brittany sends me screenshots of chats and lets me know like whether or not you guys are circling the answer. And I think between uh, the screenshot for Quiz Khalifa and the talking of Chili Dogs, you both said the correct two words in order together. It's literally the dumbest thing ever. It is just called cow tools holy fucking shit (laughs) (laughs) and it's literally it's a far side cow so you can kind of picture the cow and he's Mm -hmm. just standing there on two legs in front of a barn and he's got like a bone made saw and a couple of other (laughs) bullshit tools and it's it's so bad and so iconic that it actually has its own Wikipedia page just for this comic because it got so much like what the fuck Gary feedback back in 1982 that he released a press statement saying it was intended to be an exercise in silliness. While I have never met a cow who could make tools, I felt sure that if I did, they, the tools, would lack something in sophistication and resemble the sorry specimens shown in this cartoon. (laughs) I regret that my fondness for cows, combined with an overactive imagination, may have carried me beyond what is comprehensible to the average far-side reader. (laughs) It's the dumbest shit ever. (laughs) Yeah. I was personally just hoping that chili dogs were going to lock in with Hyundai Sonata. (laughs) Because that brings me joy every time. <laughs> and and Sam said that at one point Leah's answer was better than his guess, which was cow tools. And I'm like, <laughs> but, but that's it. That's uh, amazing. So you, you got to look at it because it's that dumb. But apparently Gen Z has been photoshopping the cow tools into things that has become a meme. Yeah, I, I it looked like from what I could see on the meme, they're photoshopping things over the tools and just putting cow tools and it's it just looks, says cow tools. Yep. <laughs> so gotta love Gen Z, right? So mm. they're probably gonna save all yeah. of us. Um but both teams missing that one. However, due to some wise wagering, both teams are picking up points on this one. Uh Quiz Khalifa, you're picking up 200, where Chili Dogs picked up 100. Going into our final question, we have a score of 2,700 to 1,500 in favor of Quiz Khalifa. And that final question is, I've got a secret in the category of math. 
research in which branch of mathematics that focuses on finite rather than infinite or continuous elements increased in the latter half of the 20th century, due in part to the development of the digital age. Concepts from this branch can be foundational in computer science, especially in the use of algorithms and software development. Oh, I guess we're locked in. We're locked in. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk since you guys have talked so much. All right. Yeah, so Chris, I was going to say it. We've been locked in for, for a little bit. Chris yeah, Khalifa is locked in chili dogs. So go ahead and talk this one out. All right. So I've, I've, both Lauren and I have had to take this course. Um, it's, yeah, I have a I have a degree in math, and Ryan has a yeah. degree in computer science. So. <laughs> so, I mean, finite as opposed to infinite is discrete math. Okay, uh, chili dogs locked in with discrete mathematics, and uh, Quiz Khalifa, what did you lock in with? We said cryptography, but Sam recommended we do cow tools. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Uh, I was thinking secret like hidden meanings um i don't know i neither one of us were gonna i mean i shouldn't speak for me but there was no way i i'm not even sure i even bothered to finish reading the question (laughs) (laughs) no if you need like some uh pushkin recited to you in russian i can do that but (laughs) the rest of this no hey might might come up in the second half we gotta throw out the entire second half now yeah (laughs) Okay, so Quiz Khalifa locks it with cryptography. Uh, Chili Dogs lock it with discrete mathematics. And the answer here is discrete mathematics. Um, not a whole lot of uh, background, uh, flavor text here, unless you have anything, Brittany. Uh, no, it really gained steam in research just because the advent of the digital computer required more research into how to make computers do math and computers tend to work better in finite concepts than infinite ones. So, I mean, you can use infinite concepts, but I've accidentally made like a looping while loop thing before and it scared me. So I prefer to have one that ends. Um, But speaking of ends, that does bring us to the end of this round. Uh, (laughs) Really walked a mile for the segue. Uh, and As you do. Did you get wagers? I didn't. Do you want to, or do you want me to? Sure. Uh, Quiz Khalifa, <laughs> what did you wager here? Uh, I believe we wagered 200 on ourselves and 100 on them. All right. And for, uh, what about Chili Dogs? 200 for us and 300 for them. All right. Uh, so, Brittany, what does that do at the end of the round? At the end of the round, Tim, what that does is that does mean that Quiz Khalifa lost 300 points where chili dogs gained 500 while we still had an 800 point swing we do in the round with chili dogs with 2000 and quiz khalifa with 2400 almost made the comeback <laughs> it's very close so we've reached the end of the first half and that means our advancing players are team quiz khalifa the team of sam and leah our losing team are welcome to stick around and serve as a peanut gallery and lament how much better they would have been if only these questions had been in their round Uh, and we'll be moving right along to round number two right after these messages hey trivia lovers want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way check out liquid courage entertainment 
With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. Is this a common phrase in your house? Do you ever say this to your kids? At the end of the day, do you find yourself thinking? Then we have the music you need. Sanity is Waning, the debut EP from the Dad Bods. Coming August 29th to a streaming platform near you. Find us on Facebook or visit us at dadbodsmusic.bandcamp.com for more information. And we've reached round two. And as a reminder, round two is going to function exactly like round one, except when one player locks in, their opponent only has 30 seconds to lock in their wager or their answer. For round two, we have Sam taking on Leah, and we've split the points that they earned in the team round and rounded up. So we've got 1,200 points to start with. Our first three categories in round two are Tim Blah Blah's a hit, which is a music question, In the Butt, which is a sports question, and Body by Credit, which is a finance question. Go ahead and lock in your wagers. Tim, I do have both players' wagers. All right, so we're going to kick off second the second round in Tim Blah Blah's a hit, which is a music question. And we want you to name this song, which spent two weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1999. Tonight I'm yours. We can make it happen. I'm so sure. Now I'm letting go. There is something I think you should know. I won't be leaving your side. We're going to dance through the night. I'm going to reach for the stars. I'm locked in. Leah is locked in. Sam, you have 30 seconds. Sorry, I don't have it. Uh, Millennium. All right, Sam locks in with Millennium. Leah, what did you lock in with? By Lemos by Enrique Iglesias, because I was a 14-year-old girl in 1999, 15-year-old girl. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lauren and Ryan, did you know this one? Oh, no, not at all. I was a six-year-old boy in 1999. <laughs> I feel like if I saw the lyrics, I might have been able to, but the way oh. you said it, I, I couldn't hear it. Yeah, you did a good job obfusc obfuscating it. I was a 24-year-old male. Uh, Leah, what did you wager on this one? Uh, 300 for me and 200 for Sam. And what about you, Sam? I bet 200 on myself and 100 on Leah. Okay. Uh, Leah did lock in with the correct answer immediately. This was by Lamos by Enrique Iglesias. Let the rhythm take you over by Lamos. Take you out of I feel like I would have been embarrassed if I did know it. I was a 24-year-old male in 1999. I mean... But by all means, celebrate. I I did learn it from Kids Bop, 
because they covered it on their first release. And that was one of the first CDs I owned because I was 10 in 1999. So. And Brittany, you haven't changed since. I have. I now stream my kids bop rather than play it on CDs. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've aged. Um, <laughs> uh, but what didn't. I don't know. I don't have a segue for this. I'm just going to reveal the scores while Tim regrets all of his choices. Uh, Sam, you missed that one and you lost 300 points. Leah, you picked that one up for 500 points. Our second question is in the butt, which is a sports question. What company founded in Fayetteville, North Carolina in 1954 is an eponym that is often used interchangeably with another smaller version of a very large game. The company enforces much stricter rules about the order and attempts in the game, and unlike that other version, the themes never come into play. Ryan and Lauren, how are you thinking? Uh, are, how, how are you feeling about this question? Do you have any thoughts? No, I have nothing. Not really, no. I'm trying to parse through it to see if there's anything helpful. I'm locked in. Sam is locked in. Leah, you got about 30 seconds. I can talk out loud, right? Yes, you can talk out loud. Oh, I feel like this is that game that everyone says I would be really good at, but I've never once played it in my life, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Yeah, um, it's not Yahtzee, but I think it starts with a Y. Locked in on Yahtzee. All right. Uh, Leah locks in with Yahtzee. Sam, what did you lock in with? Uh, I, this is a total guess, but I just stared at this for so long and wasn't sure. I said putt putt golf just because it rhymes with butt from the other thing and it's like could be interchangeable with mini golf and there's theme. I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a wild what's guess. Cross, what, what's the crossword puzzle game? Like you fill in down and across and you try to get rid of all of your letters. What's the name of that game? Scrabble. Scrabble, yeah, that doesn't start with a Y. Uh, That's what Leah, I was what did you wager here? Um, 100 for myself and 100 for Sam. And what about you, Sam? And I put 300 on myself and 300 for Leah, which awesome. So, um, Ryan and Lauren, did you ever get to an answer? No. <laughs> the themes is the one throwing us off. I was thinking, like, Frisbee golf is kind of a little version of golf, but I don't know. Not, not even close. Okay. So, uh, Sam, the answer is putt, putt. Yeah, uh, no, in the butt. Putt, putt, so, in the butt. Putt, putt, in the butt. <laughs> like, instead of what, what, putt, putt, in the butt. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so the, the way this goes is mini golf and putt putt, technically speaking, are two different games. They are both smaller versions of a much larger game, uh, specifically a very large game. Um, in putt putt, there are no um, like like the windmills thing doesn't come into putt putt. That's strictly mini golf. Um and putt-putt enforces a two-par on every hole. And instead of, like, players uh, taking turns, depending on who's furthest away, one player goes through the whole hole, then the next player goes through the whole hole and all of that. So it's 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 a rote, it's, it's a 
you complete the whole thing. It sounds like you took mini golf, which is fun, and stripped all of the fun elements out of it, and then ex- still expect families and kids to enjoy it, and made it draconian, Tim. Welcome to Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs> that sounds so terrible. No, you know who will love this game? And I know, because I'm one of them, compulsive rule followers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean... Also uh, strictly enforced in putt-putt is if you get three hole-in-ones that's usually able to be redeemed for a prize like a uh, free game, and basically you take your colored ball and you exchange it and you get an orange one so that you can't collect more than one uh, on a single course. We're super fun down here. (laughs) Uh, But this was putt-putt. In the putt. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sam, you did get that one right and picked up 600 points off of that one. Leah, you missed it, but you only lost 200, which means Tim, we're actually tied going into question three. Very nice. Our third question is body by credit, which is a finance question. Established in 1950, what was considered the beginning of contemporary credit? It was accepted at 27 participating restaurants and allowed users to settle their bills at the end of the month. I'm locked Locked in. in. (laughs) Do we dare try a 3-2-1 on this one? All right. So I'm going to count down from three, and you both say the answer at the same time. All right. So three, two, one. Diners Diners Club. Club. And... Sam, what did you wager here? Uh, I think I had 100 on myself and 200 on Leah, which will give her the lead. And Leah, what did you wager here? I wagered 200 on myself and 300 on oh, Sam. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, both players are correct. This is the Diners Club, uh, which is the first, uh, basically first credit card, first uh, example of contemporary credit. Uh and uh, both players did get that one right, but both players lost 100 points based on their wagers on each other. So we were tied before this question, and because of how math works, we're still tied leaving this question. We enter section two with 1,400 points for each player. And our questions in section two are, that was a joke, haha, fat chance, which is a video games question. Release the butthole cut, which is religion and mythology. And thanks, but I have Pringles, which is a food and drink question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. Tim, I have both players' wagers. All right, our first question, and that was a joke, haha, fat chance, a video game question. Opposing Force, Blue Shift, and Decay are sequels to the original 1998 video game in what first-person shooter series? In Opposing Force, you take on the military, trying to stop a theoretical physicist named Gordon Freeman at the Black Mesa Research Facility. I'm going to lock in. Leah is locked in. Sam, you have 30 seconds to talk it out. I I mean, I'm literally like, there's Call of Duty, there's uh, Assassin's Creed. I don't, but I don't know anything about any of this stuff. Um you would think I might sit in front of my TV and shoot things, but I don't. Um, I'll go Call of Duty. Sam locks in with Call of Duty. Leah, what did you lock in with? Um, well, I need to give you some background. So when I was a kid, my parents would not, well, my mom would not let me play video games because she said, quote, they would rot my brain. And 
on the other hand, it was fine for me to watch 10 hours of television a day. Like that was fine. Cause that didn't rot my brain. Um, so I not, I don't know a lot about video games. So I just said halo because uh, I just kept thinking about it. Okay. I don't even know if that's a shooter game. Uh, okay. Leah, what did you wager here? 100 on myself and 200 on Sam. And Sam, what did you wager? 100 on myself and 300 on Leah. Hey, Ryan, how many words did it take you to get this right? Uh, you said about five words. Okay. <laughs> you want to clue everybody in? Yeah, so it's Gordon Freeman is the protagonist of Half-Life. Yes, What's this that? is the Half-Life series. It's um, a, Leah, it's a first-person shooter game that has sequels, Opposing Force, Blue Shift, and Decay. There you go, Sam. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe video games do rot your brain. You guys don't play them. Yeah, I'm, I'm I do. On the couch over here. You've been on Jeopardy. <laughs> Ryan and I haven't. So wait, Half Life. That's the one with Gordon Freeman, right? Yeah, that totally. Was question, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this was Half Life. It's a a great series. Um, Opposing Force. You play the military opposition. Blue Shift. You play the uh, the security guards in the facility that are kind of like helping him. And I don't. I had never actually heard about Decay, but yeah, I don't know anything about it either. Uh, but but it Brittany, makes sense that? as a sequel to Half Life. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, the uh, clue there was from Jonathan Colton, still alive, which plays at the end of the Portal games, and that's specifically the line that follows maybe Black Mesa because they're in the same universe. And Portal is a spinoff of Half Life Two. Okay, did not know that, uh, but. Neither player got to that one. However, both players were pretty sure their opponents weren't going to get it either. So Sam picks up 200 points and Leah picks up 100. Our second question is in the release the butthole cut, which is a religion and mythology question. First appearing in Faust legend, what demon of German folklore was also mentioned in the Merry Wives of Windsor and is responsible for turning Johnny Blaze into the Ghost Rider? Locked in. Lee is locked in. Sam, what are your thoughts here? Uh, my thoughts are that everything I'm thinking is wrong. Um, but, uh, gosh. Uh, I, you know, there was one one moment I'm like trying to think of demons. And I'm like, oh, words like Beelzebub. Beelzebub. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Krampus, which is that, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'll say Krampus. I have to say something, so I'll say Krampus. All right, Sam locks in with Krampus. Leah, what did you say? I also said Krampus. Okay. Uh, and Sam, what did you wager? Uh, I wagered, I believe, 200 on myself and 200 on Leah. And what about you, Leah? I wagered 200 on myself and 300 on Sam. Okay. Uh, Lauren, you locked in immediately. Uh, what did you think here? Well, the category being the butthole cut, so that's obviously the movie Cats. And one of the characters in Cats that's also the shared with the demon name, Mephistopheles. Oh. Mephistopheles is the correct answer. Uh, I tried to give you, I think we have five ins here, uh, depending on your 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 particular flavor of... <laughs> mythology but unfortunately neither player getting this one correct uh, but it was mephistopheles 
I did enjoy watching Lauren and Ryan just sit there smiling the whole time watching this <laughs> twist. Yeah. I wasn't even looking at them. I don't think about them at all, to quote Don Draper. <laughs> well, I was looking, like okay. I said, buttholes, so I was looking at them. So. <laughs> and the butthole cut does reference cats, where they apparently edited out all of the buttholes in the movie. Uh, and there apparently exists a cut that has all the buttholes put back in. Yeah, release the butthole cut uh, while I release the scores, which are that Sam pushed his points, but Leah picked up 100 points uh, that she had kind of previously lost, actually. So we ha- we're still tied going into question three. Question three is in the category of thanks, but I have Pringles, which is a food and drink question. What form of meat is used to make the breakfast item popularly referred to among the veteran community as shit on a sink on a shingle or SOS if children are around? Locked in. Leah's locked in. Sam, you got 30 seconds. Um, I'm debating between spam and chipped beef. Um, hmm. I'll go with chipped beef. Sam locks in with chipped beef. Leah, what did you say? I said scrapple. Leah says scrapple. Leah, what did you wager here? Uh, 300 on me and 100 on Sam. And what about you, Sam? Uh, I wagered 300 on myself and 100 on Leah. Okay. Um, the right one of you did get this correct. I have no idea what the fuck scrapple is, uh, but it was chipped beef. <laughs> Oh, boo. <laughs> I was I was already, you know, I was doing, I was doing dance. my celebration. <laughs> yeah, I did look that up. It's uh it's also known by the Pennsylvania Dutch name Panhas, but it's a mush of pork scraps in trimming. So um okay. doesn't sound that much more appealing than chipped beef, so I will keep my Pringles. Yeah, we we had chipped beef growing up and I hated it. Uh but it came up, uh, so I wrote you know a question what? on it. It should it should be Scrapple. I'm just I'm gonna maybe in my family we call that Scrapple. So Brittany, what did that do to our scores? It's a great question, Tim. I'd love to tell you. Uh, Sam got that one right and picked up 400 points, where Leah missed that one, losing 400 points. So that means going into section three. Sam leads 2,000 to 1,200, but you and I both know this is still anyone's game. Indeed it is, and our section three categories are also a Nintendo game, which is a history question, Blue Book Values, which is a business question, and Do What to Her Face, which is a music question. Um, And Tim, I have both teams wagers. All right. In in section three, our first question is also a Nintendo game, which is a history question. After a possible alliance between Spain and the Axis powers during World War II, Commander Ian Fleming developed what plan to monitor and sabotage operations? The operation shares a name with Fleming's home in Jamaica, as well as a 1995 film. Locked in. Sam is locked in. Leah, you have 30 seconds. All right. Um, I've actually like driven by the home in Jamaica and I am 
angry that I can't remember its name. I'm going to go with Goldeneye. Lock in. All right. Leah locks in with Goldeneye. Sam, you locked in pretty quick. Yeah, I went with Goldeneye as well. 1995 film, Ian Fleming, Redford, 95 James Bond movie. And it's, it's, an, and it's a video game. Uh, Sam, what did you wager here? I put 300 on myself and 200 on Leah. And what about you, Leah? Um, I put 200 on myself and 100 on Sam. Um, yeah, this is Goldeneye. His home is called Goldeneye. Uh, Operation Goldeneye was developed by Ian Fleming back in World War II to monitor and sabotage Spain and Axis power. Uh, but it never actually, I guess, ended up coming to fruition. Uh, but it still became a 95 James Bond film and one of the greatest video games of all time. I'll take your word for that last part. I was a child Again, of the 90s. This was in my prime not being allowed to play video games <laughs> phase of life. So And yet you got there anyway. Yeah. Brittany. So both teams getting that one right. And both teams picking up a hundred points off of that one. Okay. We go into question two. Our next question is in Blue Book Values, which is a business question. Our next question is in the category of Blue Book Values, a business question. CarMax began as a side business for what non-related retailer, which may cause some confusion as the car dealer's colors more closely resemble the retailer's chief rival. Locked in. Leah's locked in. Sam, you have 30 seconds. Uh... I don't really know where to go with this, uh, but uh, CarMax, hmm, this one, retailer's chief rival. Um, I don't know. I'll just have to say Target because I have nothing else. Sam locks in with Target. Leah, what did you say? I said Office Max, like with the staples being their okay. uh, counterpart. Leah says Office Max. Um, Sam, what did you wager here? Uh, I had put 200 on myself and 300 on Leah. And what about you, Leah? Uh, 100 on myself and 200 on Sam. Ryan, Lauren, did you guys have any thoughts here? I'm pretty sure CarMax is blue and yellow, which makes me think Ikea, but I can't think of who Ikea's rival would be. So I was thinking like Home Depot or Lowe's, but they're more hardware than like furniture. So I don't, I got stuck there. I'm probably not even on the right tangent anyway. Lauren, any thoughts? Okay. No. <laughs> okay. So uh, you started on the right track there, Ryan. Uh, CarMax's colors are blue and yellow. Um, but despite it being uh, similarly colored to the chief rival of Best Buy, it started as a Circuit City spinoff. I, I thought of uh, Best Buy and I could not think of a rival. And so that's why I ran, I ran out of time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know, like, nerd-related questions. This I just, is not I within thought, my wheelhouse. I thought it was kind of funny that CarMax is a Circuit City company, at least originally. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Um, Brittany, what did the, the wrong answers do here? Uh, well, neither team picked that one up. But they were both confident that neither of their opponents would pick it up. So they're both picking up that 100 points they lost last time. 
Okay, well, let's see if we can get back on the uh, the right answer train here. Uh, question three in section three is do what to her face, which is a music question. Joe Calderon is the male alter ego of what singer, songwriter, and actress? Calderon appeared at the 2011 MTV Video Music Awards to deliver a lovesick monologue before a performance of the singer's top 10 single, You and I. Locked in. Sam is locked in. Leah, you got 30 seconds. I'm going to go with Lady Gaga. Um, I don't know. Just getting that vibe. <laughs> so you're locking in with Lady Gaga? Yeah, I'm locking in Lady Gaga. Okay. Uh, and Sam? Yeah, it's definitely Lady Gaga. I remember the performance and, and the song. It's Lady Gaga. Okay. This you know, by Lamos, you don't. I don't... <laughs> Well, in 2011, I was a 36-year-old male avoiding my kids watching the MTV Music Awards. <laughs> okay, fair. I was 27 and very focused on being a very snobby indie music person. So. <laughs> Sam, what did you wager here? Uh, I put 100 on myself and 100 on Leah. And what about you, Leah? I had 300 on both of us. Okay. Uh, Lauren and Ryan, were you guys able to deduce? Yeah, we. I actually, uh, I, I called Poker Face from the categories, so. Yeah. Uh, we both knew that it was Lady Gaga. Yeah. Do, yeah. do what to her face? Poker Face. Um, yeah, <laughs> Joe Calderon is apparently a male alter ego that Lady Gaga has taken on uh, in the past, specifically, I think, only at this performance. Um doesn't she have a song or an album called Joanne? That is actually where I like. She does. It's after yeah. her grandmother or great aunt or something. It's after a relative, I believe. It's one of her six names. Yeah. Yeah. Her name is Stephanie. Stephanie so. Germanata. Yeah. Yeah. That I know. Mm-hmm. Brittany, how are we heading into the final section? Well, Tim, with both teams picking that one up and both teams pushing their points, we're heading into the final section with a score of 2,200 for Sam and 1,400 for Leah. Okay, we could still see anybody win this one uh, as we enter our final three categories, which are who put that coffee table here? A geography question. Does it have to be now or would next week be okay? Which is a literature question. And I write the jingles, which is an advertising question. Go ahead and send Brittany your last set of wagers. Lauren, Ryan, how well would you have done in the second half? Pretty well. I guess each other. I feel like Lauren would be doing better than me. But well, I feel like, I you know, like, the, like the video games one, you would have known that I didn't know it, and I would have known mm-hmm. that you knew it. Would you have known Mephistopheles? I think I could have got there. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you might have been winning, though, because I feel like. You might overall have. I I think it'd be close. Yeah. But I also feel like when one person buzzes in, you just have so much pressure and you're not thinking about the category and you're just like, I need to say something. That's true. If you would have put Mephistopheles in super quick, I would have had a lot of pressure on me. So I probably would have would have cratered under the pressure. So I would say I probably would not have gotten Mephistopheles in that scenario. And Tim, for the final time tonight, I have both players wagers. All right, let's see if we can crown a champion. Our first question is in the category of who put that coffee table here, which is a geography question. 
1816 is known as the year without a summer due to severe climate abnormalities that cause global temperatures to, to decrease by about 0.7 to 1 degree Fahrenheit. This abnormality was caused by the eruption of Mount Tambora, a still active volcano located in what modern day country? Locked in. Leah's locked in. Sam, you got 30 seconds. Um, well, Krakatoa was Indonesia. Um, I'll just, I don't know. So I'm just going to go with Indonesia as well. Indonesia. Sam says Indonesia. Leah, what did you lock in with? I said Indonesia. All right. Uh, and Leah, what did you wager here? 200 on me, 100 on Sam. And what about you, Sam? 300 on myself, 200 on Leah. Okay. Uh, yeah, this was actually Indonesia. Krakatoa is basically on one end of the country, and Mount Tambora is on the other end of the country. And both of them are two of the most devastating volcano eruptions in history and it led to what is known as the year without a summer which was basically a year that like crops didn't get to grow right because it was so much cooler than usual uh it was actually really terrible and uh notably sumatra and java two coffee words also come from indonesia uh but both teams got that one right both teams picked up 100 points which means we enter question two with Sam at 2,300 and Leah at 1,500. Our next question is in, does it have to be now or would next week be okay? A literature question. Joseph Conrad penned what 1899 novella about Charles Marlowe's assignment on a Belgian steamboat in the Congo? The novella has been adopted to many formats, most notably a 1979 film. Locked in. Locked in. Do we dare three, two, one this? Uh, three, two, one. Heart, Heart of, of darkness. darkness. All right. Uh, Sam, what did you wager here? Uh, I did 100 for me and 100 for Leah. And what about you, Leah? I did 100 for me and 300 for Sam. All right, Brittany. Uh, that was Heart of Darkness, as both players did know immediately. So what did that do to our wagers as we head to our final question of the evening? Well, Sam pushed his points, but Leah lost 200. So it did create a little bit of a gap, which means going into the final question of the night, Sam has 2,300, where Leah has 1,300. I got robbed. <laughs> and as a bit of a spoiler... Leah, you can still tie this if you get this correct and Sam does not. Okay. Fabulous. Well, you better not get it right. I hope you get it wrong. Our final question is in the category of I write the jingles, an advertising question. What singer and songwriter can claim I wrote the songs about the State Farm jingle, the Stuck on Band-Aid jingle, and McDonald's You Deserve a Break Today jingle? Locked in. Leah is locked in. And for the last time, Sam, you have 30 seconds. I'm going to say Barry Manilow just because I can. Sam says Barry Manilow. Leah, what did you lock in with? Um, I said I was thinking Paul Anka. Isn't he like famously known for doing all of this like jingles? I don't know. That's what the Simpsons taught me as a, an impressionable youth. All right. Leah locks in with Paul Anka. Uh Leah, what did you wager here? 
Uh, 300 on me, 200 on Sam. And what about you, Sam, the last time? 200 on me, 300 on Leah. Uh, Ryan, Lauren, did you guys have any thoughts on this final one? As soon as the category came up, I think it didn't it say I write the songs, so and we know that Barry Manilow wrote jingles for things. Oh, fuck. <laughs> one player is getting this correct, and that is Sam. The answer we were looking for here is Barry Manilow, who wrote a lot of jingles that you know. Um, Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Brittany, that brings our game to a close. What do we have? It does bring our game to a close. Um, and on that final question, Sam picked up 500 points where Leah lost 500 points. So that does mean that Sam is our champion tonight with a score of 2,800 to 800. So we have reached the end of our game, and that means that, Sam, you are our best frenemy for this week. <laughs> um, before you go, we want to give everybody a chance to plug anything that they have. Uh, Sam, we'll start with you, our winner. Um, I, I don't have anything to plug necessarily. I just want to say thank you to for you guys for hosting us and, and to my teammates who are, I guess, frenemies now. Um, because we can no we're still friends we can just trash friends. talk each other just friends um <laughs> friends but no just want to say thank you this is a lot of fun i appreciate it and sam we do want to let you know that uh as our best frenemy for the week you will be invited back in a couple of weeks we are doing a tournament of frenemies uh we have our 16 champions who will be returning for a mini tournament of frenemies uh, so we'll be reaching out to you soon to schedule that awesome uh, our our runner-up leah we do have something special for you too as far as that tournament of frenemies uh goes but we do want to give you a chance to plug anything you have um i want to plug the friends of alameda animal shelter um Al alameda animal shelter.org um the you know our local shelters are really overrun right now and uh anything that anyone can do to help support them um would love to see well we appreciate you being on the show and we appreciate that plug uh let's turn it over to the chili dogs and start with lauren uh you didn't make it past the first half but do you have anything to plug here uh, i do not um but i guess i will also say this was really fun and it was really fun to play it with people that i knew and i wish maybe some other time ryan and i have the opportunity to go against each other uh you guys are all welcome to come back anytime. Uh, when we start scheduling season two, we could talk about bringing you guys back on. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything to plug before we go? Uh, nothing specific. I do want to say thanks for having us on. This was a lot of fun. Um, I, I guess I will say go donate blood. It's really easy. It takes half an hour. You save several lives every time you do it. And you get free snacks afterwards. Also eat the snacks because one time I didn't and I fainted. Yes, please eat the snacks after donating blood. <laughs> and that'll do it here for us at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Facebook, X, Instagram, and Threads. To find us and our sister shows, Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, as well as our community pages and Patreon, check us out at ptebb.com. Even if you can't support us financially, which we totally understand, you can always support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app or your least favorite app. We're there, too. 
If you're interested in being on any of our shows, go to ptebb.com slash appearance request for Frenemy Trivia. I've been Tim. I've been Brittany. I've been Sam. I've been Lauren. I've been Ryan. And I've been Leah. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. So that means there's four Jeopardy alums on this episode, and one of us wrote a clue called In the Butt. <laughs>